Several weeks ago when I had the assigned chapters for the current small group readings, my assignment in the event dealt with this passage that places us right here with this Revelation text today. I had no idea this text would pop up again so quickly. Now, here we are. As I said to our groups in that moment, across 20 years of officiating and assisting in funeral services, this text in the Revelation of John strikes a chord with me. While the passage in the Revelation of John is very familiar, I did not grow up in a context where we celebrated All Saints Sunday. However, I do remember the older folks saying, we're living in the last days. It was later in life, in fact, while in seminary, that I realized that would be the case until Jesus returned. For churches with a liturgical tradition, this is a wonderful opportunity that I have come to appreciate, not only as we consider the theological implications of the book of Revelation, but what it means spiritually. For those of us living today, how do we come to terms with life in its many cycles? How do we come to terms with the beginning and our future, the end? Revelation causes us to rethink our community as worshipers and believers in the one greater than ourselves. I believe this is what William Howe did when he wrote, for all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confessed, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. William Walsham Howe is the man who wrote this great hymn so long ago. Himself a person considered among the saints of the church, William was a country priest in a rural parish of England. He labored there for 28 years, during which time he wrote most of his nearly 60 hymns. To talk of saints, one would often be referring to extraordinary people, outstanding examples of faithful living. To talk of saints, one would be talking about those who have died. To talk of saints is to praise famous men and women or famous men and our ancestors in their generations, as the writer of Ecclesiasticus has told us. However, if we limited our talk of saints to these criteria, we misunderstand and do a disservice to ourselves and the church. Saints are women and men in our generations who have lived faithfully. You know saints, do you not? Saints are women and men who have received the gift of pure grace in the sacrament of holy baptism. Do you know anyone like that? Saints are, in the words of the New Testament, all believers who have been made holy through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Church, you are saints. The words of the New Testament remind us that sainthood is not ours for the earning, but God's for the giving. Yes, we are saints. And yes, we remember those giants among us. However, we celebrate today all saints, those who have gone on before and all of God's faithful people in every place and time. As we think about those who have died over the last year, some familiar names in our particular community and fellowship of faith, like Zelma Brown or Nana Randell, Lane Wayne or John Brown and Jay Sauls. This Sunday helps us to keep 
their memories alive. I am reminded that over the past several weeks, we have been lifting up excerpts in the midweek meditation from the Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World by Archbishop Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. These words are found there. Death, as the Archbishop had reminded us, is inevitable. It is the way life should be, a beginning, a middle, and an end. It is the cycle that makes life precious and beautiful. However, it does not make the sorrow any less for those who lose one they love. Why are you looking so solemn? The Archbishop asked the writer. I'm reflecting, he said, on our time coming to a close. The Archbishop responds, everything has an end. The revelation to John reminds us of our mortality. Yes, life, even our very existence has an end. For all the saints who from their labors rest. It is on this glorious All Saints Sunday, we hear these words of this great hymn, which are sung in churches on this festive day to remind us of the saints that have gone on before. Revelation with all its imagery and symbolism, causes us to rethink some things about life. In the preceding chapter of this text, we read, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man or woman, according to their works. We do not desire to stop there, thank goodness. After what may seem to some frightening and foreboding, the writings of John, exiled on the Isle of Patmos, offers us new hope, new comfort, and yes, even new inspiration. Yes, it is apocalyptic in tone and tenor. Yes, it is in part responsible for huge sales of movies and books across the years. And yes, it has wrought confusion and confounded the spiritually immature, tripped up the spiritually mature and bankrupt those suspicious of the faith for thousands of years. However, the final book of the New Testament and our sacred canon the man of Patmos declares that God gives the best of hope and fruition to humankind. As was the case for the original hearers, we are given a new message of comfort for the end of our times. He exclaims in chapter 21, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. In this, the two worlds could never live in harmony. We pass through this life on the way to eternal life. The ultimate dwelling place of our God is new Jerusalem. The saints are promised a home there. Indeed, it is a destination to be desired. 
And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, see, the home of God is among mortals, the text says. He would dwell with them as their God. They will be God's peoples and God, God's self will be with them. The place for eternal fellowship and praise where humanity comes to commune with the triune God. There will be no more separation for God, God's self will be forever with God's people. And so the hymn reminds us for all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confess, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the very first things have passed away. Sisters and brothers, the first things have passed away. There is no more sorrow and no more pain. There is no more dying there. There are no more tears there. All the pain this world will be no more. All the tragedies of this life will be no more. The health complications and frightening reports from the doctors will be no more. As we reflect the 700,000 plus who died due to COVID during the pandemic and at certain points, more were dying this past summer than last summer. Those deaths will be no more. Now in the holy city, as it was proclaimed in 1 Corinthians, in that 15th chapter, death is swallowed up in victory. This is a familiar sound from funeral services I recall growing up. And the one who was seated on the throne said, see, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. God is seated on the throne in the new Jerusalem and the old age of Satan has vanished forever. The sovereignty of God and God's rule have forever been established. The divine order will never be put to the test again. Thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. For those familiar with the Greek alphabet, you understand that Alpha is the first letter in the alphabet and Omega is the last. There is nothing more to say. It is done. God declares, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Our desired destiny is to live with God because in the end, as in the beginning, God is God.